Hello and welcome to the Gatewatchcast. I'm your host, Norman Sanzo, and joining me today is Wilson. Hey, what's up? So, before we head into today's topic, we need to do a bit of housekeeping and apology because we misunderstood the card that we talked about last week, which was Negan. Yeah, now that we know about its ability and clarified it, it is much way, way stronger than yeah. we initially thought. So, what we thought was that when you cast Negan down, you and target opponent secretly choose a card. Secretly choose a creature that each player controls. Like, let's say my opponent chooses mine, I choose uh, my opponent's. But in all actuality, it's way different. Yeah, it's supposed to be target players' creatures. Yeah, target so, opponents. So let's yeah, say, opponent, yes. let's say me and Norman are playing. Norman has three creatures on battlefield. I have, I cast Negan out. Mm-hmm. So what the ability says is that we, he and me, he and I need to Secret- both choose secretly the creature that Norman controls. Yeah, like uh, there's three. So we secretly choose three or um, I choose one he choose one but the idea there is so that uh, value because Negan says whenever a creature is sacrificed yes yeah whenever a creature is sacrificed you make a treasure yeah you make a treasure so if uh, Wilson and I pick the same creature he only gets one but if we both pick Different, different creatures, creatures, he'll get two. Yes and both his creatures will be sacrificed. Yes so that's the idea there but is it us? Is it us that wrong, or is it? It was. It was. It's actually worded in uh, so ambiguously that I don't even understand it. Yeah, because here's the thing. Me for understanding cards is not that great, so I tend to misread and misunderstand a lot of cards. But on your side, you do understand a bit more than me. Yeah, the, because it's worded in saying that player controls whenever it, and it's worded like you and target opponent chooses. Secretly chooses a player that player controls. Uh, chooses a creature that player controls. So, usually when you think you hear that, you usually think of oh, my opponent chooses my, I choose my opponents. But no, after clarifying it, it actually says just one player. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this confusion, or the reason that we uh, take a look see, is because of one card, and that's Lucille. Yeah. And Lucille is a pretty interesting card. Um, it's not in the list of secret layer cards. It's a hidden card uh, to verify most hidden. Oh no, uh, no hidden layer, secret layer. Sorry, secret layer. most secret layer cards box come with a secret card. Uh, usually, they come with a secret planeswalker. Was it from the uh, War of the Sparks card? Yes, the War of the Sparks planeswalkers. Um how do I say? How, what kind of card was that again? Yeah, but I, the planeswalkers they had uh, stained art. Yeah, stained glass art. Stained glass art, mm. where it usually came in the Theros gods. Theros gods, uh, but no, I, and all secret layers, I think, right? Yes, all secret layers. Because yeah. I remember some people saying that, oh wow, I got a Teferi. Oh wow, I got a Nicobolas or a Liliana, and so on. Yes, but. I don't. I don't think this was supposed to be part of it, right? It's not even. It's a... it's quote unquote a secret. But uh, you want to read it first? Sure. Um, okay. So Lucille is a one in the black legendary artifact equipment that says, "Equip creature gets plus two plus zero and has menace." And the ability is whenever equipped creature attacks, defending player sacrifices a creature. If they do, you create a walker token. 
and its equip cost is four. So that is not bad. Like yeah, it's not that it's not that bad. Although the equip cost is a bit costly, but yeah, true. Yeah, but, but it's still good. In in all honesty, if you're playing equipments or if you're heavily playing equipments, you know how to bypass that uh, equip cost. It's so simple. Yeah, and my I I really like it because it's ne- actually Negan's um, weapon. Weapon, yeah. yeah, and I think it's really really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you put it on a, any creature, oh wow! Uh, what does he say? Whenever it attacks or target opponent to sacrifice defending, something, defending, defending, okay. sacrifice a creature. Like imagine equipping this on it that betrays. Oh. Not only, uh, well, is annihilator is two or four? Annihilator two, I think. I don't think four because four is too much. I think it's two. Or does it have none? Uh, it has yes, two. It has two. Al- annihilator two so, and. But it has to be a non-token permanent. Yeah, but the thing is, equipping this to it that betrays, that opponent needs to sacrifice three things, and he will get back the three things, and you get you get you get the three things, and you get a walker token as well. Yeah, I think what three is it a creature or is it just a sacrifice? It says a non-token permanence. Yeah, so... No, no, I'm talking about the... Uh, it has this creature. It says creature. creature. So, confirm you'll get a, a creature. creature. And, and two permanents at least. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah, but I really think that that card will find a home in casual Corvold decks. Corvold the Fae Curse King. Mm, because yeah. if you equip it to Corvold and you attack with it, you can stack the trigger so that cor- uh, cor- um, the Corvold trigger goes on first and the Lucille trigger uh, resolves first. So once the Lucille trigger resolves, uh, you get a Walker token that you can sacrifice for Corvold's oh. ability as well. Oh yeah, that, that, that's, that's good, that's good. Yeah, but and honestly, that card is a really good card, it's a really good addition to the Secret Lair drop. Mm-hmm, Although, mm-hmm. Our opinion has really not that, uh, not really not changed on yeah. Secret Lair. It's oh. a breath of fresh air that to see that they're not actually that bad. Yeah, there's one more card we forgot to mention, and that's the Rick, uh, the step fast leader. Yeah, and, and that card is when I first saw it, I thought like, oh damn, that's good, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so Rick, step fast leader says, uh, here, right. you do it. Right. So Rick, step fast leader. Is a two and two white legendary creature, human soldier for a three and four. As Rick enters the battlefield, choose two ability from among first strike, vigilance, and life link. Humans you control have each of the chosen abilities. As long as you control four or more humans, uh, humans you control get plus two plus two. That there is already wild. Yeah. So the first thing it's the why is wild is it has at least two abilities mm-hmm. and it can share all those abilities. Yeah, it is an anthem effect. Like yeah, it's like Aldrich. Yeah, but Aldrich. Yeah, uh, Aldrich is okay. Yeah, Aldrich. Huh? It's a wor- Its ability is like a worse kind of Aldrich. Mm-hmm. But the second ability really stands out, which is as long as you control four or more humans, yeah. humans you control get plus two plus two. It's so, a uh, dictate of Heliot. Yeah, and really, you don't. It really counts itself. So you just need three more creatures. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't you, say tokens, so you can put any yeah. human soldier tokens away. Yeah, there's so many human. Uh, 
things that can create humans, timing reinforcements and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really think Rick is a good card. It although I my my feelings have not really changed on Secret Lair, but yeah, yeah, it, it is a good card. But this is some of the stuff that really makes buying it kind of appealing. I was I won't say worth it. It's appealing because like we mentioned before. This card may have the chance to be reprinted in magic form in the future. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. I mean, Walker just changed to zombies. It's not going to be a big difference, really. Yeah, Walkers are just zombies yeah. with, with names on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we should touch too much on the topic. We just. Yeah. So uh, apologies for our misunderstanding on Negan and also a few updates here and there. And all around, yeah, it's an okay drop if you really want to. But. Here's a funny story. Yes. I, uh, do you know the YouTube channel What Culture? I think so. Yeah, they mostly do. They're, they're from the UK. They mostly do top ten lists and so on. Oh, okay. And one of the gaming channel, video game by the way, mm. uh, recently got a secret layer drop from Wizards. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, which is really rare by the way. I mean, they're mostly video games. And not really into the physical games. Uh, one of their hosts uh, have his own board game channel, so that says something. And they got a chance to look at Secret Lair early. And the ratio like to dislike ratio on that one is there's a lot of dislikes. Not because of the uh, content, not because of the host. It's, it's because of the cards. It's the principle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just principle because you have to buy this to get this. Yes. And that's not great, man. Okay, yeah. And I think I know why uh, Wizards sent it to that YouTube to that YouTube channel. They want to try and increase um, their sales. They mm-hmm. want more people to know about magic. <laughs> they want more people to come into magic. Remember um, Amaz? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mass the YouTuber, mm-hmm. he 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 used to be a Hearthstone player, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then Wizards poached him and made him uh, ha- have him play uh, Magic. Yeah, I remember he was on the Command Zone podcast slash once. Command Nights. Yes, he he was uh, he was in their game night show once. But uh, before he played Magic, he was a Hearthstone player. And when he started playing Magic, a lot of Hearthstone players came into a Magic Arena. Mm. And Magic Arena's uh, popularity increased and more Hearthstone players started playing Magic Arena. But one thing that I think think is that Wizards really likes to um, delve into other other genres, mm-hmm. like board gaming, like how you said, and try to pull people from those it, to it, play Magic. True, it's not that bad of an idea. Yeah, it's, a, mean, it's good marketing. Yeah, it's good marketing because Magic the Gathering is a fun game, but the problem with it in general yes. is the player base. The player base sometimes can get really stagnant, and that's the issue for, well, LGSs, yeah. Wizards themselves. They need to kind of find a way to, uh, well, pull in more players. Yes. I mean, with the uh, with the what the Russo Brothers Magic the Gathering anime movie that they're going no I anime even, TV series I don't even know if it's going to be animated I think I think it's animated they, they did say did they say it's animated okay on Netflix I, but I remember they said it could be live action I don't not know not live action yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah maybe not no. but so uh, the point of the matter is we're sorry about Negan 
Yeah, we're sorry about Negan. Negan's a good card. Negan's a good card. Yeah, but not, not for but, us. But yeah, we can't buy it. So. Oh, yeah. no, we can. We. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Anyway, all right. All right. Let's topic for today. Yeah. Vindicate rising. Yes. So, with well, I think what two weeks passed since this baby came out. Mm, two or three weeks. Uh, since the start of this recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so, yeah. Uh, the reason why we're going to talk about it now is because well. We have it in our hands, we get to take a look-see, and we are going to do the top 5 Top legendary. 5 command, legendary commanders for Zendikar Rising, and the top 10 utility cards mm-hmm. in Zendikar Rising. And the list here are mostly Wilson's list because I got no idea, I, I, I was busy editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was busy, so I uh, volunteered to do the topic for today. Yep, yep. So, let's jump uh, right in. First, uh, I think we will talk about the commanders first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, disclaimer: these uh, this list is ranked in no particular order. So it does, uh, when I go, let's say Zagras, then Omnath, it doesn't mean that Omnath is better than Zagras. It's just that in no particular order. Yes, in the, it, it's it not could a, be alphabetical. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, let's start our first commander. So alright. So we'll start off with Omnath. Hmm. Uh, so Omnath is sorry. Omnath Locus Creation is a red, green, white, and blue legendary creature elemental for four four. Mm. So when Omnath Locus of Creation enters the battlefield, draw a card. It has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability resolves this turn, oh wow, okay. If this, uh, if it's second, sorry, if it's the second time, add red, green, white, and blue. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. Okay, so that is a lot of text, and well, it is a very interesting card. Yeah. So um, why I put this on the list is first off the landfall ability, a uh, landfall ability. The landfall ability is so strong that it has three it has three different abil- triggers when you have three uh, lands come into play. Mm-hmm. The first one is where you gain life, of course, that's good. And the second one, you gain mana. You can use the mana to gain to to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. The third mm-hmm. is that you deal damage to opponents and planeswalkers you you don't control. Yeah. So the the three lines of text allow you to be more versatile and you can even do it on your opponent's turn. It doesn't say during your turn. Yeah, yeah. So if let's say you can play a fetch land or maybe even a Crossen Verge. So you can activate the Crossen Verge to sack and find two lands and you can activate it twice. So you can have you gain four life, you can gain four mana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since it's and the other ability, the last one, uh, deal four damage each planeswalker. You don't even need to swing anymore. Yeah. You just need to activate it enough times for your opponents to uh, lose their planeswalkers or maybe even die. You could give it an effect. Yeah. You. Oh damn! It's damage. Yeah. You could give it an effect. It's in green. Yeah. So you give it an effect. You landfall three times to get the what you call this. You can. You can landfall three times. Deal for, for how many? Four. four. Four damage, damage yeah. each time, mm-hmm. and for in fact, and so, you just need to ping three times. Yeah, but the, the, the huge problem, there's not a huge problem because it's in blue. Blue is known for untapping. So there's this elf 
it's a two-drop elf. Its ability is tap this creature, put a land onto the battlefield. So if you can untap that thing, do it again. Well, you don't really need it because there's so many um, ramp spells for you to find lands. Oh, true. Cultivate, there, uh, you can explosive vegetation, yeah. uh, grow from the ashes. Yeah, but the only problem with this huge idea, big brain combo here, is that it's limited to three. Yes. So you can't stack it, go over and over again. I don't think they reset. Yes, it won't reset, but it's good enough that you can even play on your opponent's turn. So true, true, true. I would think that this is one of the uh, top commanders within Zendikar Rising. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that, that covers it. Yeah, and I mean, it is good. Like, it, it, it covers the gamut for most of the colors except black. And really, do you really need black here? I mean, not really, right? Well, unless they come back to Zendikar for the third, uh, for the fourth time in in the world, yeah, they they put black. Fun fact: <laughs> This is the fourth version of Omnath. Ah, yes, this is the fourth one. The first one was mono green, then red green, um, red, red green, green a teamer. Then yeah. now this. Yeah. Yeah, but I I quite like it. Omnath's evolving. Yeah. He's a actual freaking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait for the five color version of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. I think they will reprint it. I, I think it's they will print really, the version, yeah. but not in... Maybe Com Commander Legends 2. No, too soon. 2. two, two. Oh, yeah. yeah two. Maybe next year or the year after yeah. that. It could be a Return to Return to Return to Zendika. First is Return to Zendika. Yeah, Return, Return, Return. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next card? Okay, so the next card is a personal favorite of mine, mm. but it's very good. Uh, Verizal, the Split Current. So it's an X, Green, Blue, Legendary Serpent. It's a 0-0. Zero, zero. But, Verizal, the split current, enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each mana spent to cast it. Whenever mm. you cast a kick spell, you may remove two plus one plus one counters from Verizal. If you do, copy that spell. You may choose new copies for this spell, new targets for the copy. So, Verizal's ability is very, very unique. Mm. First off, it says, it's a Verizal enters the battlefield with plus one counter for each mana. Yeah, so it. basically, it's a two. Yes, think of Prosh. Oh. It's the same. It's, it's the same wording as Prosh. Wait, isn't this the same one as Marav? Marav, the yeah. is the Naya Commander. Like it says, if mana was spent on this. Oh yeah, that's right. However, this is better than Marav because it has X. So you can keep increasing it. Let's say you have 10 mana, you cast it for But it. if oh. I'm not mistaken, Marav also counts commander tax. Yes, Marav counts... For, oh, this also counts for commander tax. Yeah. Oh. So, so the idea is what you can do with this one is... Just cast uh, it for two? Cast it for two. Uh, cast a kicker spell. Uh, sack it or destroy it. Oh yeah, sack it because you are removing two plus one plus one from it. Yeah. And then let it go to the grave. And then the next time you cast it, it'll be four. Yeah. So, it's really good. So, okay. Why I really like this card is be because the second ability says whenever you cast a kick spell, you may remove two counters or maybe do copy the spell. So, that's the thing. It says kicked spell. It doesn't say kick instant or sorcery. Kicks, kicker spell, yeah. So, even permanents that have kick, kicker, once you kick it, 
you can play you can remove two counters and they will copy it if they copy exactly the same values the same abilities even this the status that is kicked yeah, yeah. so let's take a look see at the new one skyclave relic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so skyclave relic is a tree mana for and has kicked a tree and it basically makes three more tokens of itself when it's kicked mm -hmm. so let's say we have verizol verizol we act we cast verizol we remove two counters from verizol when we cast skyclave relic and then it gets copied. So how many Skyclave relics do we have? So it, it says three, right? Yes. So when you copy copies. it, you make three. So there's six of them. No. Because um, because Skyclave relic says when it enters the battlefield, it is kicked, create two tap tokens. Oh. So total, yeah, correct, six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, the tokens are tapped, so you um, you essentially net two mana at this at the same turn but it is so strong that even kicked spells get copied yeah i mean uh, that's one good example another example is drawing cards usually uh, if you mm, i'm trying to remember this one uh, this one that copies if you kick it you get to create five copies of it five copies oh yeah forgot it it is a it's the right of replication yes right of replication because, if I'm not mistaken, it's a huge cost. I think what six total. I think let me let me see, right, of replication. It is a nine if you kick it. Yeah. Okay. So right of replication. If you kick it, you have to spend what? Uh, listen. Why don't I read this one? Sure. Okay. So right of replication is a two and two blue sorcery with kicker five. So. Create a token copy. Sorry, create a token that's a copy of target creature. If this spell was kicked, create five of those tokens instead. So now, just imagine having this, and also uh, who was the name again? Verzal. Uh, Verzal, and if you spend what nine is it? You uh, spend nine mana. You spend nine mana. Remove two counters. You get ten. Yeah. Yeah, ten. Ten copies, and. That 10 copy is already mad! Imagine if it's a, you're copying Nick's Blue Mansion. Oh god, oh god, no. No. I can't, I can't count the value of that. It's more than 3 million. Oh. Yeah, but uh, essentially I think it's a very good card, Verizol. I'm trying to read, I'm just trying to imagine it. You tap 1 green if you have 10 Nick's Blue Angels. Okay. Then you get you 10. Just, mm. just that, that is just the base. No, you triple. You, you triple the mana. Tri oh no! Next blue engine triples the mana. So you have ten. So you times. It's just thirty. No. No. Each because they triple each other. So let's say it. Be, uh, you tap a, a oh. land for green. It becomes. Uh, let's say you have one. It becomes three. three. Six nine. If you have two, it becomes nine. Uh. And if there's nine, that's twenty-seven. If there's twenty-seven, it becomes. Uh, if there's three, if there's three, eighty-one. Oh my god! Four, no, I, I can't. No, I don't want to imagine. Five, move on, six, move on. seven, <laughs> eight, nine, Versal, Versal. ten. Oh, a hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Ah, uh, too bad. There's no mana burn anymore. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Marisol, all in all, is a very good kicker card. Uh, kicker commander. Mm -hmm. We finally have a good kicker commander. Remember the other kicker commander, the red green oh, one yeah. from Dominaria. Yeah, that's a good card. It fights, it puts a plus one counter on itself. Mm -hmm. But I think Verizal is more towards Much better. Yeah, what, what Kicker actually wants to do. Yeah, but I think what the copy ability 
it's something green or something blue would want to do. Yeah, and since it copies permanence as well, it's something green wants to do. Yeah, and also uh, the plus one plus one ability it's is both. It's both. Yeah, but systemic. Yeah, but the plus one plus one ability works well because you could have hardened skill on. So when you cast it out just for two, or it'll get a plus, Yeah, I mean, uh, true. Because what if you let's say doubling season on, you cast out uh, Vercel, mm-hmm. and then doubling season triggers. Gets you four, and then let's say you put in the the manta, the manta that doubles mm. counters. Yep, yep. And so with doubling season, it becomes twelve. Oh god. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's enough for Verizon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to read the next one? Sure. Oh yeah, this one. This one is a good one. So next card is uh, Failiat World Sculptor. It is a four and red green for a legendary creature elemental with a five five. When Filiate World Sculptor enters the battlefield, create a 0-1 green plant creature token for each basic land you control. It has landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. Put 4-1-1 counters on target plant you control. So, if you're reading this right now, or you're looking at the card, and thinking to yourself, wait, this reminds me of something. I wonder what that card could be. Huh. It's a... This is a cheaper version of Avenger of Zendikar. You can say that Firelife is actually the father. Really? Yeah, because he's legendary. Yeah, true. But still. And, yeah. How do I put this? It's, it's not a worse version. Yeah. It's a worse version. However, since it's legendary, you can keep recasting it, recasting it. True, but it's a six-cost card. And it's not really that great. I mean, in terms of ability, it is good. Yes. In terms of ability, it is good. Personally, for me, I will not put it as a commander, but the card itself has potential. Yeah, I agree. It has potential, but um, I like it because it's a, it makes your one of your plants bigger. You mm. can go tall instead, or you can put just distribute your counters to go wide. So I think this is a more of a um, strategic commander to see whether or not uh, you want to go wide or go long. Mm-mm-mm. And I don't know. I don't have much to say about this one because. The ability itself has been done by a better card. Yeah, Avenger of Zendikar, yeah, right? Yeah, because here's the thing. It says uh, you create a token copy or sorry, you create token plants. Equal uh, to la- lands you control. Not no, no, no lands. Basic lands. You mean which one? This Fire one. Life? Uh, yeah, Fire Life, of course, is just basic lands, yeah, which so makes it a bit worse. But since it's just in two colors, it can be, it can, it can, it can be, you can just play basics. Yeah, true. But still, it's kind of a... It's a mech card, I agree. But I just like... I put this on in here because it has the ability to go wide mm-hmm. or go long. And it can, you can change your strategy mid-game mm-hmm. instead of um, just focusing on one on a one-track one yeah. row. And since it puts what a plus one plus one counter on a creature, so that means you could kind of... Stay shapeshifter? Yeah, and here's the thing, you can still play Avenger of Zendikar in your deck. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Yeah, as, and that's even better. If you have both Fire Life, Avenger of Zendikar on Battlefield, you keep growing your plants. Yeah, so you put a base, you, you put down Avenger of Zendikar, you get a lot of plants. And then Fire Life also gets his plants. Yep. Then it doesn't say different colors or it's still green. And yep. then and you get both plants. Yeah, when you play a basic land or you play a land, they all get the plus one plus one from Avenger. Yes. But a pile of will give another one extra. Ah yes. So yeah, I think 
Firelife is more underpowered than Avenger, but it's good because of its uh, strat- strategic. Uh, uh, because of its strategy, you can go long, you can go wide. I just think that's that's good enough to put it as a commander over the other legendaries mm. in the set. But the six cost is going to be troublesome. Yeah, that that, that that's going to be troublesome. But it's green. There's true. a lot of ramp. True, true. Yeah. So uh, the next one is uh, I don't know if it's a favorite of mine. I love it, but it's very good. So it's Ashaya, Soul of the Wild. It's a three and two green legendary elemental, um, star star for its power and toughness. It says Ashaya, Soul of the Wild's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. Non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to the other types. So this is a very, very, well, I would say it's a very unique card. Mm-hmm. There's not much, I don't think there's any card that allows, that turns your creatures into lands. And they are still creatures in addition. Yeah, I don't remember much, but... I remember there are cards that turn them into just lands, mm-hmm. but not creature lands. Yeah, I, I don't remember, but I like I like I love this one. This one is one of those cards that I think has a lot of potential, and just by looking at it, it's already going to be awesome. Yeah, and it it's more towards a go tall strategy because it just pumps itself, mm-hmm. but it's good enough, and since it of course I would play it more towards the 99 mm. it's a good commander because you can give a trample and you just swing with it, it you can do a lot of commander damage to a player true true I mean but here's the thing also like if you put this or uh, if you use this okay let's just say commander like this one is a commander if you put it in an elf ball deck yeah it's gonna oh. go huge because elf balls you do stuff you create Elf tokens and whatnot, and elf tokens are already oh, huge. Oh, like yeah. Like the small ones. Now you have those, those are considered land, so you tap them and then, like. Oh my god. So that's, that's still that's still good. My, I actually have a card that I really like to um, play mm-hmm. that is in my land stack, mm-hmm. and it could be played in Ashaya as well, mm-hmm. because. Ashaya is also counts itself as a land forest. Mm-hmm. So there's this card from Zendikar. Um, is it Rising? No, Z- uh, Battle for Zendikar, oh, I think, or Over the Gatewatch. It's Embodiment of Insight. Oh, yeah. It's a four and a green, four for creature elemental. It has vigilance and says land creatures you control have vigilance. And as landfall, whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you may have target land become a, your control become a tree tree elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still land. Okay, so the second part of text is what I really like. Land creatures you control have vigilance. Mm. So if you pair that with Ashaya, essentially all your creatures have vigilance. Yeah, I mean the vigilance part there is not that interesting because you have brave the sand. Brave the sand is a two cost enchantment where it says creatures you control have vigilance yeah but of course this is green yeah so the only thing that can be played in green that gives vigilance is the embodiment of insight of course i agree brave the sands uh, always watching and a lot give vigilance but here's the thing like we're just talking about ashaya as the commander but what about if you put it in a celestia deck like just say you put it in 
a of course, risk to redeem. Yeah, of course. If you have a, but uh, if you put in risk to redeem, it says uh, it's different because uh, token creatures don't count. Uh, Non-token creatures you control. Oh. So I would rather put it in a like you said, elf ball deck, maybe a green green white elf ball deck. Mm. But to be honest, Ashaya is good enough to be her own commander. You just need to give it trample, like maybe Garrok's Horde. Mm. Anyway, uh, in Garrok's what is it called again? In Garrok's Week? No, the new the new card from Core Twenty Twenty One, the enchantment for Garrok. I forgot it's in it, Garrok it says, something. It's it just said it just says uh, creatures you control have trample. So yeah. as long as you give trample. It's a, it's a, it's a. You could also use, you could also use brawl. True, brawl is green. Brawl, 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 brawl. Not the format. Yeah. Not the. Is yeah. it a format? I don't think it's I a format anymore. What's that? Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So you know. could use that and then dump it into the grave and then voila, you voila, you trample. trample. Yeah. So I think and there's so many um, cards that give it hexproof, give mm-hmm. it shroud. There's a lot, so I yeah. think Ashaya is a very Ooh. good card as a commander. Pairing this up with uh, what was the card we mentioned before? Which one? The elemental, uh, the enchantment elemental creature thingy. Uh, what does he do? Uh, the triple the mana. Oh, next blue ancient. Yeah, next oh. Yeah, since. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's not get into that. That's too much <laughs> math here. Yeah, let's, what's the next card? All right, so the next card, uh, Norman. Okay, so next card is Zagras, thief of. Heartbeats is a four and black, black red. red legendary creature vampire rogue for four four. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. Already, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Other sorry, it has flying left touch haste. Other creatures you control have left touch. Okay. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a planeswalker, destroy the planeswalker. Hmm. All right. So. The first part of it is not that great, but yeah, the I rest agree. is awesome. Yeah, uh, why I like this card is although it's the it, it has party. I I know we do not like party. Personally, I do not like it as well. I would try to build it, but I do not like it. But its abilities are great, especially the third ability. Mm-hmm. Other creatures you control have death touch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and its last ability is also essentially death touch to a planeswalker. Yeah, so. What I think is Zagras has a lot of potential. It can be played in a lot of Death Touch decks, especially since Black has a lot of um, creatures that have Death Touch. Um, what do you think about Zagras so, without the party? Yeah, I mean it is an interesting card mechanic because it has Death Touch and haste also flying because it's a vampire, and the part where it gives other creatures Death Touch is a bonus. But what sells it to me is the last one where it kills off planeswalkers like no it, it gives other creatures that attack a planeswalker death touch so meaning if you have your little uh, rogue something or that, maybe a flyer yeah so if you attack and swing and they can't block it here's the command here's your planeswalker that's going to be ulting the next turn kills it off yeah and then the player is like I'm not going to ult okay yeah, but right. yeah so um, really Zagras is a very good um Aggro, I think it's aggro. Yeah, aggro commander, and it's really like oh, people don't are really scared to block you and attack you as well. You know, honestly, I don't think he is an aggro commander because the six cost yeah, is going to be. Yeah, uh, I mean, here's the thing: if you build it as a party, then probably it's going to be aggro. But if you build it as a vampire, Rakdos 
setup or where, maybe rogue since it's a rogue as well mm -hmm. so if you build it like that then yeah it's going to be mid-range to late game because he is not that great to come out yes i agree and uh, but although if you have a part if you have party not even a full party you can co reduce this cost by a little oh yeah i mean if it's a party deck then yeah it doesn't say uh, wait no it does mention that it needs separate parties yeah it does so the maximum you can go is minus four yeah true but minus four is still a lot minus but four is here's a, a question for you uh, if you have four shapeshifters does it count yes you do okay because uh shapeshifters are everything and everything everyone. everything at once but, but it doesn't count that it doesn't count as that like you need four bodies to represent yeah you need four bodies to represent um but i do not i think it's a good commander all in all but you need to build it properly in order for it to be a very good commander mm, true that true that all right so i think that's the end of the commander talks top five commanders <laughs> Um, next, I'm so thinking... So wait, before we carry on, let's take a break. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, we got ourselves a drink, uh, read our own cards, and let's start the top 10. Yeah, let's... So right now, we're going to go into the top 10 utility cards for Zendikar Rising. Mm -hmm. And that's my pick. So all of it is mostly subjective, and mm -hmm. Norman might have different cards and different opinions on the cards, so... Don't yeah. bash me. <laughs> yeah, here's a tip for me. Mostly my cards would be lower CMCs and great utility cards. Like, uh, well, what was that card that has been repeated a lot? That Disenchant. Yep. Yeah, those are my kind of picks because they're good. They destroy a target enchantment or land. And it's two mana cost and an instant. Yep. Why not put it in a white deck? Mine is more towards a, how do I say? Cards that actually affect the table and situations. So yeah, but yeah, mm -hmm. I digress, so let's continue so on. Anywho, uh, first up, we got Roiling Vortex for a 1 and red enchantment. So, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, Roiling Vortex deals 1 damage to them. Okay. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast the, that spell, Roiling Vortex deals 5 damage to that player. Mm. Pay one red, your opponent can't gain. Mm. Okay, this is good. Yeah, your opponent gain light, can gain life this turn. And it's just your opponent, it's not you. Mm -hmm. So, Roiling Vortex is a card that punishes your opponents and yourself, but more towards your opponents. It's not really punishing. I mean, you have to get a pay a cost. Yeah. So, one life is not that bad. Yeah, but the second one, five, five damage for casting a spell with, uh, without paying his mana cost, yeah. that's good. True, but here's the thing also, um, I can already see this slow down a lot of combo players. Yes, I think um, Roiling Vortex is, how do I say this, more, it's not really a combo stopper, it's just a card annoyance. that annoys people. Yeah, it's, it's, but here's the thing, it's not really, it doesn't really annoy a lot of people, because mostly people who play normal magic, pay the cost even if it's a reduction this, the, word, the wording for this one says if no mana was spent so this is a big um, burn to people who play stuff yes, like mana burn sorry okay, um, burn. mana 
mana vault, uh, mana crypt. Yep. So, and what, whatever. Omniscience as well? True, true if, if they play Omniscience, but the thing is, people who, CDH players are going to hate this card because they want to play their zero costings fast, 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 fast. Yeah, well, it depends on what deck, but yeah, I agree. But, Rolling Vortex has a much, uh, the, the last part is what really annoys people more. Mm, yeah, they can't gain life. Yeah. Um, a lot of life gain decks really count on gaining life. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, like, Aetherflux Reservoir, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, in response, I, you, you guys, you guys can't like, gain life. What? Then how am I going to storm? Uh, yeah. But yeah. here's the thing also, uh, let's just say something recent, um, Bola Citadel. Ah, yeah. Bola Citadel makes you pay, uh, instead of casting that card for mana, you can pay life instead. So let's just say you... Have a sense of divine thought? Yeah, let's just say you look at the top card, because uh, Bola Citadel does allow you to look at the top card. So you look, it's a sensei. So uh, instead of paying one colorless, you just pay one, one life. life. But since this thing is here, and since you didn't pay mana, mana for it, you'll minus six life. Mm. That's one scenario. But let's just say you take a look at the top card, and the top card is Omniscience. Omniscience is a eight card? Was it? It's a ten mana. Yeah, ten mana. So You take fifteen! Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, that is worth it already. <laughs> yeah. Well, in any scenario, it's very good. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have omniscience at the top and you have to pay 15 for it, like, I'm just going to go off. Yeah. But this thing is still there and you can't gain life and you need to get rid of this. Yeah. So. Although it's a slap to yourself because there are... Uh, it deals damage to yourself and if you cast a spell without paying mana, of course it deals damage to yourself as well. But I think the upside is more... It's better than the downside. Yeah, I mean... As a red player, you're not going to be discounting a lot of stuff. You're not going to play zero stuff a lot. Yeah. Like, you're just going to spend red, 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 red. Go, 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 burn, burn, burn. Yeah. And for red spells, usually you do not really have that much of cards that uh, stop combos. Like mm. the Elsha Infinite combo. Oh, no. This stops Elsha Infinite combo. Yeah, true. I mean, life and stuff. But anywho, yeah. uh, what's the next card? So, the next card is my, my personal favorite. Confounding Conundrum. It's a one and a blue enchantment that says when Confounding Conundrum enters the battlefield, draw a card. And whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn, they return a land they control to its owner's hand. Mm. So Confounding Conundrum was a card that before it was when it was revealed, everybody went bonkers on it. It's so good in EDH and in modern. It even had a modern deck made around it <laughs> where they blink their opponent's lands and when they come back, they just they, they, their lands are bounced back into their hands. Oh. And it doesn't affect you. First off, it's a cantrip as well. It lets, it lets you draw back a card. So I'm trying to get this straight because uh, whenever a land does it, so imagine you cultivate. You play a land, then you cultivate. If this is on the battlefield, you need to return one land back to your hand. Oh, so what does it, what this does is stop down most of those green players. Those ramp cards, yeah. So the first one is no problem. The, the second, second one is going to be a problem. So let's say you play, you you have four mana. You don't play a land. You play explosive vegetation. Then you search for two lands for on battlefield. 
and compounding conundrum triggers, you need to return one land back into your hand. Mm. And maybe like let's say you did play a land this turn and you expose the vegetation, then you need to return two lands back into your hand. Yeah. Oh, uh, this slows down the game a lot for people who ramp a lot. Ramp a lot. Yeah. Like this really slows down green players. And it really slows down two lane decks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we have a player who plays two lane. Yeah. yeah we know him. But yeah, it really slows down a lot. It's really good in a lot of matchups. Yeah. Of course, it's in blue, which is annoying. Yeah. But I play blue, so yeah. I like it. So what about you go oh. into the next card? And although I said usually not gonna be there, not gonna be any legendaries in this set uh, in the utility list. I think this one sh warrants. is too. Yeah, yeah it, it warrants. It warrants to be in it. So. Yeah. Okay. So. What we have here is Murag. Moragu? Murag. Fury of Akum. It's a 4 and 2 red legendary creature Minotaur Warrior. It has a 6 power and 6 toughness. And it says each creature you control gets plus 1 plus 0 for each time it has attacked this turn. That's a very interesting way to put it. Yep. Anyway, it has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there is an additional combat phase after this phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap oh, untap all creatures you control. Okay, this is boss. Yeah, so I actually had a very interesting story about this one. Mm. So a uh, Morag is very, worded very, very specifically. So it says, uh, if it's your main phase, that additional there's an additional combat phase after this phase. Mm. The the keyword this. So uh, I had a friend who was playing uh, draft, mm -hmm. and he dropped the morag, and he, and during his first main uh, during his first main phase, he played morag, and he then he played the land. Okay. And then when he attacked with uh, his cards, he. He told he, he he tried to untap them and I told them no no you can't <laughs> untap it because after that main phase is the additional combat phase then after that you go back to your regular combat phase and after the regular combat phase you, there's no untap there's no untap trigger so you can't untap it so I think Morag is really good although it's not a good commander it's, it's good in the ninety nine in my opinion I see okay here's the thing if you want to make it a commander you have to really work at it. Yes. The problem here is for it. six. Yes, six, and there's too much work. Yeah, but it's so good if you have a red green deck. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, let's say yeah. you play five lap. Then you play this, and your five lap has may maybe six tokens that already have six, uh, four counters on each. Mm -hmm. And then you put in scape shift. Oh. Six. Uh, let's say you have six mana, and you suck your six lands. Then you bring back the six. You you search for six lands. You get six combat stats. Oh, and so, your you get let's say you're you're using five life. You get six plus one plus four trigger uh, plus four counter triggers. So I'm just gonna get this straight. So Morag here, what it wants you to do is, on your first main phase, set everything up. Second enter main, battle. Yeah. Enter battle. Swing. Yes. On your second main phase, play a land. Enter everything. Another battle. Yes, but you need to know something. After that battle phase. You straight go into the end phase. Oh, there's no. There's no. It, it, it's worded in the way that says it, that doesn't. Ha, that doesn't say there's an additional main phase after that. 
okay, so let's see. Whenever land So how 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 explain to me? Okay, so this is what happens. So uh untap upkeep draw, mm -hmm. main phase one. Right you, you you do whatever, battle, then you go into main phase. Main phase two. Main phase two. So let's say this is main phase two. You skip shift, put in two lands maybe. Put two lands and it triggers, you put two additional combat steps here. Mm -hmm. So you put this combat step one, combat step two, you go into both battles, and then after that, you immediately go into the main phase. Wait, main phase? Another main phase? No, no, sorry, end phase. End phase. So why is that? Because, uh, because it's usually it's worded in a way that says, let's say, relentless assault. Mm -hmm. After this after this phase, there's an additional combat phase, and after that, there's an additional main phase. Let me read you Relentless Assault. Okay. So, Relentless Assault is a 2 mana, 2 red sorcery that says, untap all creatures that attack this turn. After this main phase, there's an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. You understand? Mm -hmm. So wait, uh, after this main phase, so after the main phase, there's an additional combat, so it's main phase 2. So after this one, there's going to be a combat, and then uh, followed by an additional main phase. Okay, so there's going to be another main phase, right? Yeah, but in Morag, it says, if it's your main phase, there's an additional combat phase after this phase. Then stop, uh... full stop. So it's a bit tricky, but it's worth it. So is the rule text stated that way? What do you mean? Like, uh, you know, sometimes Gander has the rule saying that, oh, this is worded this way and it's true. Because I'm just wondering, because it sounds logical in terms of how magic is, but I'm not 100% sure. Like, it would be interesting to see if the rule text says so. Yes, I think they did. So for the rule text for Morag, Rog, Morag, Morag, okay, Morag. Okay. Uh, there won't be an additional main phase after the additional combat phase. For example, if the landfall ability resolves twice during your post-combat main phase, you get two consecutive additional combat phases after your main phase, untapping your creatures at the beginning of each, followed by an ending phase. Ah, uh, okay, so they already stated that. So what you want to do to get more value is to... Scapeshift. Get more land. Scapeshift, Azusa, hey, hey, hey. I'm just thinking something like if you can... If there's a green creature in one of the pirate set, I, I forgot, Ixalan something, where if he if he dies, put all lands... What shaper? Yeah, put all lands from the grave back to the battlefield. So you escape shift into world shape... Uh, you escape shift into Splendid Reclamation, that's even better. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's double the, that's double the value. So, oh wow, there's something. So that's why I think Morag, oh, it should not be a commander, but part of the 99, yeah. in, and it had, the deck should have green. Yeah, I mean, because of the 6 cost, it's going to be very difficult for it to... Yeah, to um, be a commander. Yeah. So, uh, why not you read the next one? Oh, okay. It's very good as well. So, the next one is... Leyline. Huh, okay. Oh, Leyline Tyrant. Huh, a Leyline. I know, it, and here's the thing, it's a 2-4. Sorry, two and two red, normal for ley lines. Yep. And it's a creature dragon. Wait, what? You know, right? Does it, does it, if it's in your opening, does it put it in the battlefield? I'm not sure, but it's a 4 4 and it has flying 
and it says you don't lose unspent red mana as step ends and phases end. Sorry, as step and phases end. When Leyline Tyrant dies, you may pay any amount of red mana. When you do, it deals that much damage to any target. Oh wow. Wait, wait, what? It's a ley line and it doesn't start if it's in your opening hand? Ah, <gasps> no, it doesn't. But the text here, ooh, this is going to be really funky for red players. Yeah. So, what's one of the problems for red? Red has this huge problem of not having enough mana. Yes, there's not much ramp unless you use artifacts or maybe even lands, like maybe mirror landscape. Mm-hmm. But with Leyline Tyrant, you you'll be able to conserve your lands each turn. Mm, yeah, I mean, what you can do is uh, one of the ideal scenario is it's four. So basically, probably you're gonna have three, four, five lands. Yep. So when turns comes to you, all those untapped manas, you can tap it to generate red mana and keep it in stock. Yeah. And imagine if you're also playing in the Gruul deck, <laughs> you have Seaborn Mews. Oh yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. I mean, here's the thing also. Um, looking at this as a, let's just say, red commander, you could... No, it's not legendary. I know, but uh, if you put it in a mono-red commander deck... Yeah, true. You put in, what, uh, Nyx, Nyctos, trying to Nyx. Oh, Nyctos, yeah. You, what you can do is just tap the land, spend the two manas that's in the pool, oh. and then generate more mana equal more. to devotion, and then untap it, and then you just have free mana. Oh my god, that's so good. Like, the idea there is, wow... But, That's a good idea. Ooh, and then play with Fireball. <laughs> now it's Leyline Fireball, huh? Not Channel Fireball. <laughs> yeah, but still, the idea is there. Like, a Fireball is a very old card. You spend True. X and red to deal damage to player or target? Any creature? target. Any target. Equal to how many? X. X. Yeah, equal to X. Like, the wording is. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Fireball, a, right? Yeah, I mean, Fireball's very straightforward. You pay X, you deal X damage. Yeah, but I think it's the old card. That's why it's got me so combobbled. Are you thinking of Incinerate? No, no, it's Fireball. But the word the, I'm thinking of the old text because I have the old card. Uh, oh, actually, um, Fireball is even better. It says this spell costs one more for each uh, to cast for each target beyond the first. So basically, it's Strive. I think it's like the Born of the Gods mechanic. Yeah, uh, yeah, strife. Like yeah, so what what it says I think that's the part that got me confused. But what it says is basically is uh you pay X, let's just say X is ten. So yeah. you'll deal ten damage. Yeah. But if you want to spread it out to ten creatures, you pay twenty. One no, you pay another extra ten to 20? deal ten damage to each cre- uh ten creatures. So twenty damage plus the red. No no, it's ten. Because X is ten. And then uh, X is 10 Then you need to pay One more to cast For each target Yep So basically 19 Beyond, beyond the first yeah. So 19 mana mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> Leyline fireball yeah. <laughs> Fireball tired yeah. yeah But I think Leyline is very good It's uh, It could be a staple In a lot of uh, Casual red decks Yep, yep. I mean uh, it, it. I can see this A lot going to Sorry I, I can see this Going into a lot of um, Artifact 
red, uh, mono red artifact decks yeah. because there's, it doesn't say it keeps red mana. It just says it keeps mana. And in all honesty, you can also put it in your gruel deck. Yes, especially in any any deck that uh, is focused on red more. Yeah, or just mana because, like, if you have a lot of X spell cards, like some of the uh, what hydras, those things need a lot of X. Yeah. So this guy, I think this guy could be a staple in a lot of decks. Yep. Welcome oh. back. So, uh, next card, what was it? Okay, so uh, the next card is the green card. I've been focusing too much on red, so now we're going into green. So, the, the next card is Ancient Green Warden. It's a 4 and 2 green creature elemental 5-7. It has reach, and it says, You may play lands from your graveyard. If a land entering the battlefield causes a trigger ability of a permanent control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Mm -hmm. So basically, it is a. How do I say this? It's a panharmonic pan with Crucible of Worlds on a stick. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. And it has reach, and it's quite big. Of course, it's very, it's very costly, like for six mana. Yeah, but it's kind of worth it for the cost. Like, uh, I, I'm, the, the first one is uh, Crucible of Worlds, so that's always good. Yep. Then the second one is. Panharmonicon for what? Land triggers? Yeah. So it's a land panharmonicon. Land harmonicon. So if I get this right, um, any landfall trigger that happens triggers twice. Yeah. So imagine you have a Avenger of Zendikar, it TBs, and then you activate the then you play a land, um, green war, uh, what's his name? Ancient Avenger green. of Zendikar will trigger twice because of an ancient green warden. Because it says trigger ability of a permanent. It doesn't need to be a land trigger ability. It could be a trigger ability of anything else, like a planeswalker, like Nissa. Mm -hmm. The new Nissa says it also has a land for trigger. Or maybe even a Zendika uh, Royal. Zendika Royal, yeah. Yeah, if you play a land, you generate another what you uh, generate two, two. Two, two elemental. Yeah. And then it doubles it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So Basically, Ancient Green Warden allows you to do that, but it's very good in any deck that has landfall because you have fetch lands in the oh, format. Yeah. So it says you may play lands for graveyard. So each turn mm. you can fetch and play it, fetch and play it, fetch and play it, fetch and play it. Yeah. So the first fetch comes in, triggers the first effect, then you sack it, bring in another land, uh, triggering again. So in one turn you can trigger four times. Let's say. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, and maybe you have Azusa. Or maybe oh, even yeah. the Wayward Swordtooth and the Dryad all together on the battlefield. Oh wow, that's gonna be mad. Yep. So, all in all, I think it's a very good card. It's myth, but it's mythic, so of course it's a good card. Yeah, and for the cost of 6, and it's a 5-7, that's not bad in yeah. terms of power and defense. And it has reach, so it's even better in defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it mostly... Birds can pass. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, this is not bad. This is not bad. So what's next on the list? So next one. Okay, so is next. Black. <laughs> yes, we're going black now. So Shadows Verdict is a three and two black sorcery card. And it has exile all creatures and planeswalker with converted mana cost three or less from the battlefield and all creatures and planeswalker card with converted mana cost three or less from all graves. So, 
at first, when you took a look see at this, this is not great. It's very limited to three. Like, that's not great at all. Yeah, but, but, the reason why I picked this card mm -hmm. is because it's a combo stop. Ah. First off, you you know how you do you remember the guy who plays Tyam? Mm -hmm. Tyam Tyam's ability also cares for three or less. Ah. So what I what I like about this card is it exiles. It doesn't it doesn't just destroy. It exiles. It bypasses all the indestructibility stuff. Yes, it bypasses all indestructibility. It bypasses recursion and it exiles anything without giving a die trigger. Mm -mm -mm. So. This card is very good against graveyard-based decks. Yeah, it grave, it's, it's graveyard hit. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's restricted. Yeah, I agree it's restricted. But even the people, let's say, try to... Oh, let's say I Thomas crit my opponent. Mm -hmm. And in response, he try, he recurs it back from the graveyard. True. But if I use Shadows Worthy him, he, he, even if he tries to recur it, it will get exiled anyways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think this one is... Although it's situational-wise... It's still a good card to be to put in because it even exiles. Yeah, but here's the thing about this one that I noticed. It says three or less. But that means uh it's kind of limited, but when you think when you take a look see and think about it, com most commander cards do uh, require or uh, do look at three because you have your soul ring, you have your mana crypts, you have your... Yeah, but it's only creatures. Oh, creatures? Oh, creatures and planeswalkers. Ah, my bad then. So yeah, mostly it's combo starters? Yeah, against combo decks, mostly. But you need to remember that a lot of black cards don't really have that much combo starters. Hmm, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I think Shadow's Worthy is a very good card to be adding to black. Maybe just... Put it there for emergencies. To you can me, it out. Yeah, to, to it. me, I think like Shadow's Verdict is one of those cards where I need to take a look see it, at it in action before anything else because right now I can't really imagine how it works. Mm, sure, no problem. I can understand that. It's also good against your predator deck. Oh, yeah, true. Hey. <laughs> Alright, so let me go into the next one. Ah. The next one is a very good card a lot of people have been hyping up. Mm. So the next card is Thieving Skydiver. It's a one in the blue creature Murphy Road 2-1. It has kicker X and it says X cannot be zero. It has flying and it says when Thieving Skydiver enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with CMC X or less. If that artifact is an equipment, attach it to Thieving Skydiver. So what do you think about this card? It is one of those cards where at first glance, it's dumb. It is dumb. Everyone would use it just for one purpose. Yep, but you know, honestly, it's kind of great. Uh, yeah, of course. It steals any artifact, yep. as long as you can pay the kicker cost. Yeah, but here's the thing. First turn, get this. You have extra mana, pay for one, steal a soul ring. Turn Next. one, let's say your opponent's turn one soul ring, then you also turn one soul ring. Mm -hmm. Then you just... Take your, your turn two, you take your opponent's soul ring. Yeah, take, take that. Or if they have a signet, you take the signet and so on and on and on. And here's the thing. Uh, as time goes on, they're probably going to get some fancy artifact. True. So still... Oh no! You know what you can do with this guy? What? You play Mikosilitis. Oh, you can steal anything except yep. for lands. No. Does it say? X cannot be zero. 
No, no, pay one, you still can still land. Oh, yeah, less. Okay, yeah, then. Damn, damn. Yeah, so. Then you just bounce it, then you just keep casting it, bounce and cast, bounce and yeah. cast, bounce and so cast. So, what Mikosilitis. No, it doesn't say. Yeah, no, the Kika cost is important. No. What Mikosilitis is an artifact. Six cost, I think? It's a six cost artifact that says um, all creatures. No, no, all, all, all permanents permanent. on the battlefield are colorless and artifact. Colorless artifacts. Mm. Also in your hand? And it says all. All cards that are on the battlefield and not on the battlefield in your graveyard in exile are colorless, I think. Something like that. It's very Minko Sif. Lattice, okay. All permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells and permanents are colorless. Players may, may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. So, yeah, I think if you pair it with the Demon Skydiver, there's a lot of potential here. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, you, you can steal a commander outright, it, uh, and your opponent can do nothing about it unless they counter it. Or you can just use liquid metal coating as well. True. But still, because this is much better and much more fancy. Yeah, but if you want to cheap it, cheapen it, then yeah, I would, I would, I would go both. I would put both. Oh, just yeah. play both. Yeah, true, true. But here's, here's the other thing also. Um, if you play it, is it? Uh, you what you can do is steal all the good cards, then vendor blast. Oh, hell, <laughs> hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. Hey, uh, I did that once. It yeah, was fun. I saw it before. Okay, so, I think that's all for the next one. So mm -hmm. let's go to the next one. Oh, uh, I think you should go. All right. Okay. So next one is Sky Cliff Relic. It's a three artifact card, and it has. Kicker 3, indestructible. When Sky Cave Relic enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create two tap tokens that are copy of Sky Cave Relic. It has tap at one mana of any color. Mm. So essentially, it's a three mana, what do you call that? Command Spear and a six mana Dreamstone Hedron. Yep, and, but here's the thing also this thing is not bad. Uh, essentially, what you want to, the way you want to look at it is a six cost uh, artifact that produces you three manas. Um, not outright, but yeah. Yeah, true. But still, it is what? Uh, one artifact gets you one color of, uh, one mana of any color when it's tapped. So you tap it, sorry, you kick it with another extra three, you generate two more. Like I said, it's and the way you should look at it is two mana for one. Yeah, true. Well, that it, it actually combos really, really well with two cards. Next blue ancient. <laughs> okay, except for okay, three cards now. Next blue ancient, the Verizon, and Little Form Engine. Oh no, Verizon would be much better because if you kick it, you essentially get another six. four. So total, you get six. Six. Because, no, three, three more. You copy, you copy the spell. So yeah, copy the spell. Basically, yeah. six. So total of six. But even with you, little form engine, you can get six as well. I think. Mm. If I remember my rulings correctly, yeah. So essentially, Skycliff Relic, I think is a must. It's actually a must put in every deck. It's. I won't. I won't say it's a soaring, but. No, it's not a ring, but it's a commander spear. It's a better commander spear. Mm, I say yes, and yeah, I, I say yes, a better commander spear, but commander spear gets you the draw. 
Yeah, of course. But so this, this one, one is indestructible. Say... Oh no, it's a better dark steel ingot. Ah yes, that, that is true. That is true. It's a better dark steel ingot. Yes, yeah, that is true. Uh, but here's the thing also: it has a it has a lot of versatility in terms of being another extra tree, because you can play the extra tree to get, get another two tokens. more. And here's the thing: if you play with uh, what's that medallion? I forgot. There's a medallion where if a permanent comes in tap, you can untap it. That's Amulet of Vigor. Yeah, Amulet of Vigor. So the way, or the way I think about it is you play Skyfall Relic, pay for the kick cost, and then those three. two comes in tap. Now untap them. So now you already have three. And you have Nick's Bloomington. If you play with Nick's Bloomington. <laughs> okay, now that's another topic. Yep. But yeah, uh, this is not a bad card. It's rare. And I think... It's a future must-add card in all commanders. Yeah, I agree with that one as well. And it's indestructible. Oh, true. Alright, so we're going to the next card. So you might have noticed that mm, there's no white cards in the list. Not much. I mean, there is one that I thought about. It's a legendary angel um, creature. But the more I think about it, the more it's not going to be great. <laughs> yeah, so the next one I'm going to be talking about is a white card. It's called Squad Commander. It's a three and a white uh, creature core warrior. Oh, we have actually chorus. Uh, three, three. It says when Squad Commander enters the battlefield, create a one one white core warrior creature token for each creature in your party. Now, don't groan. I know it's party. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain indestructible until end of turn. Now I understand you don't like it, it has party, but the benefits of having a full party is much it outweighs outweighs making the party dead. Yeah, but here's the thing, I mean it's not bad. The card is pretty good. And when you attack all your creatures have uh plus one plus uh, plus one plus zero and gains indestructibility until end of turn, that's not bad. Th that's kind of okay. But the thing is you need to have a full party. And uh, I think we don't haven't really talked about party, but uh, party is a new mechanic in Magic the Gathering where you are required to have four... Oh, sorry. Uh, parties are... Okay, consists of what? Consists of four different uh, creature types. It have to be... You have to have one of each, which is rogue, uh, warrior, cleric, and wizard. Mm -hmm. Those are the four party members. So you need to have four different creatures that have uh, one of these each. Mm -hmm. So if you have squad, squad commander on battlefield and in the beginning of your combat on your turn, if you have a pre if you have a warrior, a rogue, a wizard, and a cleric, cleric, you get you it it, it triggers. But I understand why people think that party is a bad mechanic because it's quite it's... hard to. Accomplish. I won't say it's bad. I say it's annoying, and it's something that you need to work into because it's, oh, it's a deck building challenge. Yeah, it's one of those things where okay, I need to create a D and D game. I need to create a party. I need to find a way to gather four. They did mention uh, uh, Mark Roswalter. Yes. No, not Moro. Uh, Gavin Verhey. Yeah, Gavin Verhey. He, he did mention that while designing the card, he thought about adding a fifth one, which is Druid. But no. 
here's the thing, but four is too much. Yeah. They didn't because they kind of mess up the whole format because like you got warrior is white, you got rogue is black. Rogue is black and blue. Three. No, white is supposed to be clerics. White cleric, rogue, blue, blue black, black, wizard blue, red warrior. Warrior. And then they wanted to add green for Claire. Uh, Claire, uh, for Druid, yeah. But that would mean that they have to cut out a lot of things and then like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But in all honesty, I think Squad Commander can be very good. Imagine if Squad Commander was with a, what do you call that? Morag. 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 The okay. Minotaur. And then you keep, you, you, it attack, gains indestructible, then you put in all the lands. It is really have indestructible, can keep attacking. True, but here's the thing also, right? Like, if indestructible is the only thing you're concerned about, there's a lot of cheap instant card that can make all your creatures indestructible. Of course, yeah, of course. But this one, you can keep doing it consistently if you have your full party. And it, and it makes tokens. So it ETBs, it will mm-hmm. essentially make one token as its own. True. But if you have a party, it makes four tokens. But here's the thing also, um, you don't really need to quote-unquote have a full party. What you need to have is a lot of creatures and You're also mirror, mirror image. Mirror image? What was the card that we talked about last week? Um, Arcane Adaptation? The white creature. Oh, uh, mirror entity. Yeah, mirror entity. So yeah. you pay X, you make it what? A 2-2, two, two, probably a 3-3. Three, three. One, 1-1 one even. Yeah. Then it's a full party then. Yeah, true, true, true. Then that's that's good enough. True. And it's in white, so they both can be played yep. together. It's not bad. It's, it's one of those things where it's a in- deck building challenge where yeah. you need to find ways to make things work. So uh, Squad Commander here is a good example of not a great card, but it has potentials. Yes. So I think we are going to our last card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Norman. Oh my goodness. Next card is an artifact, legendary. It's life form engine for four. And it says, pay two. Tap, copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new target for the copy. Uh, it's a psionic resonator. Yeah. yeah. Then the second one is, pay three, tap. Great. So, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new target for the copy. Uh, reverberate or whatever it is. Yeah, anything that copies instant sorceries. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Then the last one is a four copy target permanent spell you control. That's unique. And the copy becomes a token. Yeah. So, basically, it has to be on the stack to copy. You can't copy anything that's already on the battlefield. Yes. Wait, no? Yes. It says permanent spell. Oh, so you need to... Yeah, it needs to be on the stack. Ah, okay. So, what I can imagine here is you're casting a soul ring. <laughs> and <then laughs> paying four to copy the soul ring. So, basically, you net four mana. Yeah. Well, no, this is just an example of how this works. But if you can go just huge, if you can just go big and whatnot, just imagine this. If somebody were to play a om- Omniscience, mm-hmm. You let the spell resolve. Tap it to copy it. Mm. Okay, okay. You it, can, but there's no, there's no. If you have an omniscience, why would you copy it? No, no, opponent. So here's the thing. It says copy target. No, it has to be you control. Oh, I control. Oh, okay. And it's the, everything you need to control it. Ah, okay. So basically, 
you know what? This could you, you could copy another creature. It doesn't say it says permanent. So you can copy a creature, you can yeah. copy anything that Enchantments, is cast. Artifacts, whatever it is. My one is like this. Um so there's this combo that was going on MTG Goldfish. Mm-hmm. He made a deck, um Little Four Angel with Corridor Monitor. Cool. So what it, um he, what happens is this. So he first has mixed blue ancient on the battlefield, Ashaya and any like something like riot you have some you need to have something that gives you haste so mm-hmm. maybe in this case you can put anger mm-hmm. or maybe the what do you call that rhythm of the wild right mm-hmm. okay so what you do is this you first little form engine you cast a um, corridor monitor you copy the corridor monitor with little form engine the copy enters the battlefield and then send it has an etb trigger it says uh, you may untap target artifact or creature. And since it's an artifact, you untap the form engine. Oh. Then if you have a um, one or more next bloom engines, you tap it for more mana. Then you copy little form and use little form engine to copy the corridor monitor. Then corridor monitor ends the battlefield again. Then you untap little form engine again. And then you tap the corridor monitor for mana. Then you just keep looping like this and like this, and you keep making an infinite tokens. Dang. Yeah. But it's a very, how do I say, first mana intensive, second very, uh, it has very a uh, cra- crazy amount of setup. Yeah, I mean, the full cost to cast it is already uh, expensive. Mm, so, well, this not really, in my opinion. Yeah, because no. it has three lines of text. It's good enough for... Yeah, for but that. to get it... Uh, the, for the copy permanent, yeah. Okay. I mean, just in general, because my idea is... Take, uh, the idea is this. Uh, Psionic Resonator is already 2. To activate it is 2. This thing is 4. And if you just want to activate it, activate the first one, is 2. Mm-hmm. So basically, you need to spend 6 mana instead of 4 mana. That is if you want to just play Psionic Resonator. Yeah. But the second and third one, those are the ones that you kind of need to pay attention more. Yeah, I agree. But to be honest, Little Form Engine is so good in casual yeah, no, yeah, true. If, if if I were making a CEDH list right now, I wouldn't even put little form engine. Nah, that will be just you just put that for janks, like just for the fun of it. Yeah, just to see if you can pull it off. If I crack this open, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a teamer that can just play that list. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Like, you know, honestly, the copy ability, like depending what deck you're doing, uh, the. Thing that you really want to chase down is just the second one, copy target spell or instant of sorcery. Yeah, I really think the last one is more towards my speed. Copy target permanent. Mm, true, but for me, if I were building a um, Tamur beat down deck, mm-hmm. like I would want the copy spell more. Like have more targets for copying stuff just to uh, ensure that I can always get like okay, cast this thing. Give my all, give my creatures plus three plus three, and then if I can copy the spell, it's a plus six plus six and so on. I mean, depending on the deck idea and build. I mean, this is just an example, because in all honesty, that would be a waste. Like you would want to go for extra turns and whatnot. Yeah, extra turns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it depends. But all in all, I think Little Form Engine is a very good card since it's an artifact, colorless, and can be put in any deck that wants to be put in. And it, can, it, has, it has a lot of versatility. You can even just choose one of them. Choose, let's say you want to do the copy target instant sorcery and just 
not use the other two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. But it's too good not to pass out. Oh yeah, that's true. But here's the thing: if you just want to use the first ability, there's a cheaper version. It's called Psionic Resonator. Go look it up. But yeah, if you want to use the rest, like here's the thing: uh, why not just put both of them? Even better, mana. It doesn't matter. You just cast them last turn, then you wait for next turn, you cast your spell, then you just copy. True, but hey, it's the cost because you don't want to have that thieving merfolk coming in and stealing your stuff. True, true, true. But the thieving merfolk needs to pay 6 mana, so... Yeah, but still, if you can get this thing on the board, so it's like worth it. (laughs) Yeah, true, true, true. So, I think that's all for the top 10 commander list. Now, you need to remember all of this is very subjective. Mm-hmm. It's not listed in particular order and it's my list, not really Norman. So really don't bash Norman because if uh, don't bash Norman for the card selection, bash me. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's uh, Wilson's list here is pretty good. Like in terms of casual commander, it is good. Uh, competitive? That's yeah. a different story. If you want me to put competitive? Hell, next week I will put competitive. Just put no. it down in the comments. <laughs> no, but still... Um, it is a good list, and it's in it, and it is interesting. Uh, I do feel like we have differences in terms of selection because, like I said before, my thing would be more cheap <laughs> in terms of card price and CMC. <laughs> mm, if I were to go cheap, I would go. C- I, I, it would be already CDH, but I digress. I yeah, would. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the next topic, and next topic is combo today. Do you have any in mind? Um. Well, for combo today, I was thinking of using the little form engine combo, which I talked about just now. But then, I don't. I think now, nah, why not? Why? Why? Why should I? Mm. Since I've already used it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it again. Yeah. So let's just say that is the combo for the day. I mean, uh, we can't have combos every week. Kind. We, technically, we can. Technically, but, we can. But those those take time and research. Like, no, we we don't take time. You know what? Let's go for Star City Games combo today. <laughs> No, no, no. We, we, we can be copied. Didn't we use this one before? Yeah, we did, but those combos are already well known. Yeah, I think we did this, this one before in episode one. Um, wasn't th- it wasn't this one. Yes, this one. Was it? Yeah. No. Yeah. We did this on the Core 21. Oh. Okay. Did so, we? Um, what I'm referring to is the, what was it called again? The what, Speaker of the Heavens Intrude the Alarm yep. combo. Yep, we, we did that one before. Take you go take a look at it. It's it's really fun. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll need to re, re 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 remember to go check it out. But anywho, um, let's head on to the end stuff. So, uh, if you guys have any questions, questions or suggestions for the show, you can always email at us at thegatewatcast at gmail dot com. Uh, also, do subscribe and. Rate us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And also, yeah, those, those two places. I, I think we're on both, yes. Uh, well, if you got anything you want to do or suggest, just email us or just comment below. The below thing is kind of important. Yes. And do pass it around because we kind of need to get more viewers. Thank you, 21 people who are watching us right now. <laughs> and remember to like and subscribe. Remember to share it to your friends if you like our content. If you don't, still share it. Mm-hmm. But seriously, uh, we appreciate the people who actually watch our videos and take the time to actually listen to them. Uh, we appreciate for it. We also appreciate Alexandria Bookstore for allowing us to record here as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Alexandria Bookstore is his. The address is in, in the, the show notes. Yep. 
So remember to come and visit us. You can come and play with us. We play every Tuesday. You can Thursday. And, oh, Thursday. Sorry, we play every Thursday. You can come and hang out as well. We have a lot of friendly people here, mm -hmm. and I think it. Do we have any events on Saturday and Sunday? No, right? Uh, not much, but there is this thing going on for Commander, and I think it's what the Commander Nights. Commander Nights for Battle for sorry for Rising. Rising, yeah. Because what the, it is going to be one of those funky new rule change. So uh, we have Commander Nights and Zendikar Rising, and we have uh, achievements we need to complete in order to get more uh, prizes. Yes. But look at the uh, rule change for this week. Okay, so we have uh, special rules for each week. This week, we have each player may play an additional land during each of their turns. And they will add uh, different rules for different weeks. I thought it was change rule, not add. No, special rules. They're optional. Ah, okay. um, they're optional for that week. Mm -hmm. So once this week go uh, is gone, you can't use the rule anymore. But... Really, all in all, as long as you have fun, we really, we really don't mind you coming in, just playing a casual game as well. Yeah, I mean, the real change for this week is kind of what? Uh, each player may play additional land for turn. So, that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, uh, it's going to be happening all month long. So, do come by, do join us, do have fun with us. If you have a deck idea, play with us because I'm always building new decks every week. Like, I'm looking at the challenge and I'm thinking, I should build a dual commander deck. i never done that before. Yeah, and if you have any deck text, uh, deck text you want to want us to do, you can just send it to send an email to us and we can build, a de build the deck and try to make it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, so I think that's all for today. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo. And I'm Wilson. And we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the Gatewatch Cast. See ya. See ya.